Hey loves, I'm Sarah, I'm 20, I'm a queer fangirl who spends too much time on the internet. I'm Robert, I'm not quite 50, and I don't spend as much time on the internet, but I have seen way too many movies and TV shows. And this is 50v20. The podcast where we take a look at queer representation in media. One ship at a time. Hey everybody! So, hello, we're talking about Heartstopper Season 2 still. Yeah. We didn't get very far last time. No! We're just <laughs> chatting away, and it's great, and it's good, and you guys are going to get so many epi- <laughs> episodes <laughs> out of it. <sighs> and with your little sound clips, it'll be like four hours long, so. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're welcome. It's fine. One show, one episode a week, I can do. My style of editing with more than that. This is our life, guys. Who wants 50v20 t-shirts? We're going to make some. Yeah. Yeah. What was I saying before I had to re-edit the opening? That was a very gay way of saying I'm yeah. I'm so sorry. You went, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have shows. Yes, queen. Merch. Okay. Oh, we Focus. Didn't, we didn't, we only talked about two of the episodes because, and I think this is a good reason, in case you haven't been paying too close of attention, but have been listening to the show, thank you for listening. And if you're new, you can go back and listen to them. They're still there. But we um, bumped up the Heartstopper episodes because season two was coming. So by the time we even recorded those, that's why those episodes are significantly longer than some of our earlier things. Mm-hmm. We'd already recorded eight or nine episodes before we even got to those. Yeah. And now we recorded even more after that. Yeah. So probably after these Heartstopper episodes, we'll get to sometime there'll be a red, white, and royal blue bonus. Okay. Wait. What? Who's excited for Red, White, Royal Blue? They can't respond. I'm... They can respond on the internet. Tell me um, on Instagram. You guys don't understand. I am so excited. Okay. Um, yeah, there will be a bonus episode of that when, as soon as we get a chance to watch it. In case you really haven't been paying attention, that Red, White, and Royal Blue bonus episode came out this past week, as this was his fourth of six Heartstopper episodes is coming out. So if you haven't listened to it yet, get to it. And the Heartstopper episodes will go for however long they go. And then we got Quelliot. Oh, yes. Is the next ones to be edited. <laughs> We've already had that conversation, but they'll get, they're the next ones to edit. We've got... Uh, Quelliot, Dreary, Wolfstar. Dreary Wolfstar. We're currently working on our Twillow episode. Yeah, we're still watching for Twillow because we weren't as rushed as we were when we started. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been taking our time a little more. Plus yeah. knowing we had these extra things coming out in August. Uh, so, but that means we were a lot wordier. Which is also why last week's episode is however long it ended up being, and we only covered two of the eight episodes, is because there was a lot to say. We just like to talk. Yeah. And you guys like to listen, so. And I'd love it if I had an editor that wasn't me, because then I could <laughs> talk even more. I know. You go through it. My editor brain is always telling me to shut up. I'm not going to swear, because we're talking about Heartstopper. You can't swear in the Heartstopper episode. No, you can wrong. swear in the Quelliate episode. Even though if there was ever a swear word that got through, did I mark it as an adult episode? No. No. Please don't report me. Please don't tell your parents. <laughs> okay. Because we had just started talking about the third episode with the rugby kids. Quick recap in case it's been a week since you listened to the episode. Thank you for listening the day it came out. That's great. Also, since the episode was plenty long enough already, I cut those six minutes off the end of it, so you didn't even hear them. One of the kids, possibly named Christian, referred to Charlie and Nick as good mates, and the two other kids seemed like they suspected there was more to it than that, and gave him a look, which was funny. They know it's what. Then 
is it Charlie goes to talk to the coach? Because this is when he says he's going to rejoin the team to help with Nick coming out. Or does Nick go talk to the coach? Who goes and talks to the coach? This is when we find out the coach. No, it's Charlie. Cause he's... No one talks to the coach. It's because Nick and Charlie. Someone comes in and talks to the coach in her office. Isn't that because Nick and Charlie were kissing? Is that then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nick and Charlie are kissing in the whatever like supply room. That's right, because Nick's putting away stuff. Yeah. And then the coach catches them, and then we see Charlie speaking with the coach. And because that's where she says that, and Nick. Uh, there's a lot of. We know. That's why I think she speaks to them separately, right? I th- well, I think she says this when Charlie says he's going to rejoin the team because she's talking. She doesn't know Nick's gay. Well, she might. Well, she does now. Bisexual. Queer. Whatever. <laughs> Umbrella terms. For ease. No, I'm old. For ease. <laughs> <laughs> but this it, this is where we find out that she um, she says there's a lot of lesbians in rugby because she met her wife at uni. Yeah. I appointed you captain last year because you were the only one who could make these boys into a team. But this term, I've sensed some distance has grown between you and most of the lads. I don't want to make any assumptions, but I assume this has something to do with it. I guess so. If any of the lads say anything out of line, you tell me immediately, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I will. When I was at uni, things were pretty bad. That was in women's rugby. Lots of lesbians in women's rugby. That's how I met my wife. I remember what it was like, telling all my friends. Some took it better than others. None of the guys know about me, so, um... Well, you don't owe them that information, okay? Thank you. And so this is where it's established in the show that, yes, the the coach also is gay. Yeah. She didn't just happen to know that there's a lot of gay athletes. She's also gay. right. In the increasingly, there's a lot of gay people in this show. <laughs> oh, no, so she was talking to Nick, not Charlie. I think she was talking to Nick, right? I don't remember anymore. I don't know. This is weird. I'll know when I edit this. I think she was talking to Nick. I'm going to bet my money that she was talking to Nick. Because she was, I, rem- I remember she was saying, like, oh, have people been treating you differently? Because it feels like the team is disconnected and Nick is the, is the right. leader of the team. Because right before it, the whole thing where the three guys approached him, he was off away from everyone else, like picking up supplies off the field. Yeah. As I guess he's like the team captain or whatever. Yeah. And so he was cleaning up stuff to put away. So, yeah. That was the most jumbled way of explaining what happened. (laughs) That's because I swear these are two different scenes and I... if you I might can't, be wrong. If you can't tell, we watched the episode for the first time yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember. I was like, yeah, we're going to record tomorrow. It's going to all be fresh in my brain. Yeah, no, I now it's just jumbled in my brain. But it's an eight-episode block of things. If it's not in my notes explicitly, and all, and all my note for that says is Coach Met Her Wife in Women's Rugby at Uni. Wow, that's very helpful. I had the transcript of the episode open when I was looking at it, so but I don't have it open at the moment. Then we get the Tara and Darcy, Darcy drama drama beginning. Oh my god! Because that scene was like iconic. I think it's because there starts because they're talking about the prom prep stuff, right? Because Darcy said she's going to be annoying. Yeah, Paris is basically like a five day long sleepover. You're going to be so annoyed with me after that. <laughs> but I love you because of how annoying you are. 
I mean, uh, I didn't mean that in an I love you way. That, that was just a casual I love you. That's not me asking you to say it back or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sarah! I think probably we've been by And then Tara says, but I love you because of how annoying you are. <laughs> and then immediately corrects. I think in the moment, I'm like, you might have to correct a couple things there. Yeah. Because she might not have liked you calling her annoying yet. Yeah. I don't know how you are with that. But also you just said, I love you, which is the thing she's like. Fixes. Well, she calls her annoying. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know. I mean, that's fine. I call my friends annoying. Right. But, it might be fine as long as but, that's what they do. Yeah. But she calls her annoying, says I love you, and then immediately is like, but it's a casual I love right? you. Right? Like, Darcy doesn't even have really a chance to respond at all. Right. Until Tara brings it up again. I'm completely on Darcy's side on this one. Yeah, like... Because you backtracked. You said it was casual. All Darcy's doing, potentially, is taking what you said Yeah. at face value. Yeah. And it's you just, said, oh, that's just a casual. You said it was casual, so she's being casual. Yeah, that's not me asking you to say it back or anything. At the end of that. <laughs> well, she backtracks so fast and then gets upset. Yeah. I'm like, you Honestly, didn't even mean it. it that way. That's literally who I am as a person, though. Like, I loved it. It was so perfect. It's like, I think even she blows it up in her own head as to what she meant when she said it. Yeah, it was a lot. It, it was, was casual. Tara had a gay panic for real, for real. It was like, in that moment for her, she's like, oh shit, I just said I love you. But I do love you. But I can't say that now. Yeah. And she's got this whole thing going on, and then she tries to overcorrect. She makes it, it worse. Go. Yeah. And then we get our next abrupt introduction of new character for the show, because I forget why everyone's in the library, but we see that Isaac has book friends, which is good. Yeah. James, isn't it your last exam today as well? Yep. (laughs) I should probably be doing some last minute revision right now, but this (laughs) is more fun. Oh, have you read this one? Of course I've read that one. It's one of my favorite. In particular, we're standing over near the Read with Pride table. I don't know if we hear James's name in this scene, but we do yeah. find out in the episode he's James. Yeah. Ask him if he read the, if, if he read this book yet, and he holds up the buy book that's at the front of the table. The ace one is already there up at the top. Mm-hmm. If he'd asked about that, we could have saved a lot of time, maybe. I know. And it's right there. Right. Metaphor. But uh, putting the... T- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the placement of how the books were. Yeah. This is a setup. Yeah. Show. And we get scenes that take place in front of signs, like the... Um, What's the something cool? Oh, I looked it up. It was a French thing. Something about the heart, and it was a, when Nick and Charlie. It's not. It's a sign at the museum mm-hmm. at the Louvre. Oh. Later, but they're having a conversation in the background. It says something about the heart mm-hmm. behind him. Like, yeah, you put that in front of that sign on purpose. That I get. Heart stopper. Wait, yeah, the James introduction is earlier. Yeah. So this is why it's even more awkward because I'm like, we're like, who is that? And then he's gone. But then he comes back and later in the same episode. We, yeah. And he asks Isaac to the party, because there's going to be the end of the year party. Hey, Isaac. Oh, hi, James. Um, uh, uh, I was just thinking, did you want to come to that end of exams party tonight? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. And all your friends should come too, obviously. Sweet. Thank you very yeah. much. See you there. Bye, Bye Isaac. Bye. Bye. Because they're, for all you British fans listening to the show, hi, or 
Wait, how do they say hello? And... Hello. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, they have their GCSEs coming. Mm-hmm. And so they've been... Those are like their final tests, kind of, right? It's kind of like... Are our... you asking or are you trying to explain it to the British people? Because I think they know. No, I'm asking. Oh, yes. It's like kind of like their equivalent of like the SATs. It's, I think it's actually not as specific as that in that our SATs happen at the end of all of high school. Yeah. And I think they do GCSEs every year. So it's more like final exams or standardized tests or oh. closer to like standardized tests kind of thing. Oh, okay. Well, ours in the U.S. is kind of like that because you have your PSAT and then you take your SAT and then you can take the whatever the other one is. Your ACT? ACT. Or you can retake the SAT. So that's kind of something. But and college in British land is different than college here. And uni is well, uni is kind of the same. I actually never took the SAT. Fun fact. So when people are like, "What was your SAT score?" Like, never came up. I don't have one. You don't even have to anymore, right? For college things, or some schools probably still require it. So some, some ask, but don't require. So it. so you like have to if you're going straight to university. But I went to community college first, mm. so I didn't have to. I don't know if I had to, but I did. did yeah. It. And then, even though I got a high score, I took it again, hoping I could do higher. And I... Oops! <laughs> did you do worse? That would be the not higher. Or part, well, I yes. don't know. Maybe you got the exact same score. No, it was funny because my math score was really high. It was, this was when I was at a 1,600 overall, 800 for each. My math was 720 out of 800. Mm-hmm. Okay. But my English was like five something. You're not good sure. at English? Not when it comes to like vocabulary. Not that I don't know words, but when you put two of them next to each other in an analogy thing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to go for. Here. I get that. Because I could interpret these so many ways. And it's much subjective. But what happened is my English score stayed the same, but because I wasn't as intent on it, mm-hmm. my math score went down <laughs> oh. <laughs> the second time. Oopsie. So I'm like, I'll just stick with the first one. It's fine. And you're like, whatever. It's all good. But and it, that was part of the thing we hadn't mentioned yet is that now Nick is sitting next to Ben at the GCSE study sessions. Oh, yes. And that's also where we met Mr. Farouk. Mr. Farouk, who because leads Because he's those. leading those sessions and is very strict. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. I love him. They do, they, yeah, they do a good job of that. And he's the strict one, but we're like, yeah, whatever. He's so cute and nice. I don't know. I like him. Yeah. So he, James asks um, Isaac to the party and Tal, this is, when is this? Oh. This is when Tal. This is when Tal, he gets, ex- he get first he tells them, right? Yes. At the store. Yeah. Where he's very excited. He needs to tell her and he's going to. And then when he tells her, it's hilarious because he's just like, I like you. Romantically. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah, and this is where um, he gets a haircut. He Googles, like, what haircut looks best with my face and yep. does that. Like, not necessarily he dresses what he would have nice. done. Yeah, he dresses, dresses up. Haircut. He wears, Doesn't like, wear sunglasses. <laughs> what the hell? Hi. Uh, these are for you. For finishing your GCSEs. What's happening right now? <laughs> El, I like you romantically. And I was wondering if you wanted to go on a date tonight. You like me? Um, yeah. I guess I was sort of hoping 
I've been sort of wondering if you like me back. Uh, Dosh! <laughs> Dossie. Well... Yeah. So, tonight, I thought maybe we could go to the cinema. Okay. He takes her to see her favorite movie, Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. Which he thinks is not Wes Anderson's best efforts. <laughs> yeah. So they, and knows he they doesn't like movie. before they go to see it. So, like, he knows he's seeing a movie he doesn't like. Yeah. Anyway, that moment is so funny. My favorite thing about that is that after the movie, he's outside complaining about it. Right. I think that's probably Wes Anderson's least technically good movie from, like, a story perspective. I mean, it all hinges on the romance between the two kids, which is so unbelievable anyway, because they meet and fall in love immediately. Mm. And, like, they're kids, so obviously it's not going to last long term. You really shouldn't have picked that movie. It's not my fave. But you love it, so... But if we're going on a date, we should do something we both enjoy. My mum should be here in, like, five minutes. Still want to go to this party? Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking me out on a date. Um, thanks for saying yes. I'm like... Like, you know she... It's her favorite. You're trying to connect to her. And you're the one who just chose to see it. Worst case, you ask her, okay, what is it that you like about that movie? You, like, make a conversation about what is the way you see it differently than I do. Right. Not just Especially because he's the it. one who's really into film. It, it, yeah, it makes it so He's got awkward. all the posters on his wall. It makes it so awkward. But it's one of those, like, like I don't know if the character necessarily is neurodivergent, but it's one of those, like, neurodivergent things where you just, like, can't stop yourself from being honest. And I do that sometimes, so I get it, but it was very awkward. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked up anything about the writer mm-hmm. who did the books and is also working on the show. What their, I'll say their, because I don't know what their pronouns are, what their deal is as far as autism or whatever, but I think Tao definitely feels like he's got some of that going mm-hmm. on. He's because, giving yeah, ADHD. He, a it's little like bit. he wants something but doesn't know how to get it. So he's asking, he's looking it up on the internet, he's asking his friends, mm-hmm. and then still fails at it because he's still his awkward self. Yeah. Which L has a great response to, which is like, we should do things that we both like. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good idea for a date. Well, yeah, and also because Elle likes Tao, right? Yeah. Like, as Tao is. So if Tao is changing who Tao is, then Elle's not yeah. going to like that. Right. Like, she likes you because of who you were already, not the, like, fake version it's, of yourself. It's part of that thing of, like we said, even you don't out the assholes and stuff last episode. It's also his friends could have been like, no, she likes you. Yeah. But they don't tell him because... I think on, an, on some level that feels inappropriate, too. Yeah. Is that they can't be like, yeah, you're going to be fine. Yeah. She likes you already. Yeah. But he doesn't know that, so he's trying to make a big gesture. And it's, he says romantically, it's a romantic gesture. Take her to her favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And by way too much popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those snacks were huge. I'm wondering if that's from the comic. Probably, yeah. It was just drawn that yeah. way. Giant popcorns. Yeah. So they thought it'd be funny to put it that, but it is. It's funny. It was cute. And Moonrise Kingdom, you know, his complaint about it is that it's all based around this relationship between these two kids. <laughs> but that's what Heartstopper is. That's what from 
more my perspective than your perspective. That's what he and Al are. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they don't know what they want in the moment, even if it isn't going to... Maybe they're not mature enough to know this is going to last until we're adults and it's going to be what we always want. Yeah. But this is what I want right yeah. now. And and Moonrise Kingdom is... That's a great movie. Yeah. So the date goes really badly. And then they go to the party. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And Tao and Elle get in kind of an argument, which I thought was really... Before we get to the party, because I said repeatedly that Tori is imaginary, Nick gets to see her. He interacts with her. Nick does talk to Tori. (laughs) Yeah. So. And she later interacts wonderfully with David, so she's real. Yes. Yeah. Tori is real. But yeah, Tao and Elle go to the party, and they get in a fight. I don't know exactly what prompts the fight, but. Tao and Elle? I think it's about what you were just saying, is that he's trying to be someone else. He, she, She's like, I yeah. didn't like that. I didn't know you invited them. Yeah. They're my friends. What? I don't understand what I did wrong tonight. It's like you were trying to be a completely different person. You're the one who's completely different. You've gone off with your new friends and have forgotten I exist completely. You're the one who said we'd always put our friendship first. You promised. Well, I guess romance does ruin friendship. It's just this, like, built-up tension. But at the same time, like, even though Tao did that, and that was kind of not great, I I think it was kind of, like, annoying of Elle to be like, you said that you'd always put our friendship first, but she was literally the one who was, like... She's the one who's not. She's the one who's, like, not addressing him, like, treating him like not her best friend. And also, this happens after the scene in the doorway. Right? We kind of skipped the scene. I think that's... Was that before their date? Yeah. Or is that next time? I I have a note next time where I just wrote Tao slash L, and I thought maybe it was there. I believe... The scene in the door we were talking about actually happened in the middle of the previous episode. We just, I guess, skipped it. Oops. Was your maths exam okay today? Uh, Tao... You did not come here just to ask me about my maths exam. Uh, No. Yeah, okay. I guess... Things have just been kind of weird lately. I I mean, I've been a bit weird. So I thought I'd come over and see if you wanted to hang out this evening. But I guess you can't. I'm going out tonight with Naomi and Felix. We're going to a club that does under 18 nights. Club? Wow. I know. I might hate it. Maybe we could have that art day at the weekend or something. I don't know. Tao. Honestly, I'm kind of busy. Recently, I... You know, with GCSEs and finishing my application piece for Lumber, it... Yeah. Yeah, um, that's fine. Sorry. No, it's nothing to be sorry about. I believe the scene in the doorway happens first. Because the doorway also is one of my... One of the scenes in the show that I really wanted to mention. Yeah. But apparently I didn't put a good note for it. Because it's also framed very nicely. There's, it's one example of really good direction this season. Because in that conversation, Elle is sitting facing forward and taking up most of the space. 
and Tao is like at the very edge of the step at an angle to be able to fit in the door frame. Yeah. And is like barely in the scene. They also do a great thing with them at the art thing later where they frame him next to the art project we just found out is about being asexual mm-hmm. and aromantic with him in the background. It's like blurry yeah. in the foreground. Yeah, yeah. It, it was filmed really well. But yeah, so the, the doorway scene, I remember because Tao was like, oh, do you want to hang out? And Elle's just like, I'm really busy. And Tao was like, oh, but like, maybe we could do art stuff this weekend. She's like, no, I'm really busy. But then later in their fight, she's like, you're not putting our friendship mm-hmm. first. And I'm like, you won't even hang out with him for like an hour. Right. Which yeah. like, he's not entitled to her time. But, like, you're not valuing the friendship either, to be fair. <laughs> no, at best, it's her being, I mean, to take Elle's perspective, is that she's sort of doing that self-defensive thing. Is She's putting their friendship in front of anything else between them, mm-hmm. because that's what she has to do now. Yeah. But she's not putting their friendship in front of other things anymore. Yeah, she's not, like, prioritizing. Because now she them. has new friends she's going out with that she posts stuff on Instagram about. Yeah. And she's gonna go away to lambert which we don't know how far away it is but far enough that everyone notices yeah but they they are teenagers though so Mm -hmm. i will say like it's very teenager to get mad at somebody for doing the thing that you're literally doing doing. so it's accurate and it's fine but it was interesting and then um nick and tori chat Mm -hmm. yeah because um tori's like where's my brother and nick's like oh i lost him and then tori's like Charlie. Charlie. Hi. Sorry. Um. Where's Charlie? I, um, I lost him. Sorry. You said you'd look after him. Not very good at keeping your promises, are you? You don't look well. I'll find him. Promise. What's the title of the episode? Of promise. She's like, you promised to look after him or something. And Nick's like, oh, oops. Like, well, um, you misplaced him. There's a crowd. He's <laughs> like, there's a lot of people here. We find each other, and I don't remember how the episode ends. Charlie tells Nick that maybe they don't try to for him to come out yet. Oh, okay, yeah. Because he says, um, well, I think. There's this idea that when you're not straight, you have to tell all your friends and family immediately, like you owe it to them. But you don't. I think there's this idea that when you're not straight, you have to tell all your friends and family immediately, like you owe it to them. But you don't. Yeah. Maybe we should forget the coming out plan for a while. Okay, wait. So I I don't want to go on a huge tangent about this, but I I have something to say. As a queer person, as a resident queer of this podcast... Something that I really liked that this season did was it, it kind of addresses how, like, even when you're out, you're kind of not out. And this is something that I'm struggling with even now because I'm out. Like, I'm literally on a podcast right now yeah. talking about how I'm out. My friends know I'm out. My close family. At the same time, though, if I was, like, around, like, a conservative family member, mm-hmm. I wouldn't bring it up. Right. But it, it's at the same – it's like, is it a secret? No, but – Well, there's definitely some of my family that wouldn't know. Right. And it's like, I don't feel the need to announce it to everybody. But then I struggle with like, does that mean that I'm hiding it? 
Right. And so it's really interesting because as a queer person, you can come out to the people that you know, but you're always going to be meeting new people. So you always have to come out again. Mm-hmm. Like every time you're at a new job, at a new school. What's well, like Nick's thing, even just with his family? He came out to his mother at a point where she already knew he had this new friend and there's been a lot going on there. And it's very sweet because she's very supportive. Yeah. And then his brother finds out for himself, basically, and yeah. challenges on him. So by the time he has to tell his father, it's like, fine, here's the thing. And he just has to go out and tell him yeah. and be very open and angry about it almost and confrontational because there's all these different angles of how you tell who you tell and if you need to. Mm-hmm. Which is why I started, like, deep diving, thinking about this. But I think this is kind of why a lot of um, LGBT plus people, like, uh, we, like, have, like, pins or, like, thing like, rainbow mm. things or whatever. And people are like, oh, but why are you being so outward about it? But I think it's just, like, our way of being out without having to talk about right. it to every single person. You don't have to tell person. someone, but if someone cares, they can see that pin. It's like, yeah, you see my pin, you know, but I don't, it, we don't have to, like, have a whole shebang about it but yeah the show handles that really well and mm-hmm. it's very interesting it also i think starting with maybe already but by this episode of nick having conversation with tori is this season does a lot of things of putting people in conversations with someone we haven't seen them talk to before mm-hmm. and pairing them up in different ways yeah well, we, it gives them a lot of different perspectives and conversations like with nice. nick it's so interesting because all of their friends know yeah. and his mom knows, which is his closest family member as well, but he's still not, like, quote-unquote, out. Right. So it's the like, rugby team doesn't know. Yeah. But even them, some of them kind of know. Yeah. They just don't know they know. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a different levels of... There's so many levels of coming out. And then it's like, when are you fully out? Right. And then Charlie's thing here at the end of the episode is basically, well, maybe you don't need to deal with that it's not for them yeah and i it's yeah and I, I and it's different because it's not like nick is asking them to keep it a secret you know like with their friends they can be together when mm-hmm. they're at their houses they can be together so charlie's like if you don't want to tell like this like group of people like that's totally fine because yeah. we're out enough They'll in our lives eventually yeah you'll be able to tell them eventually but you don't need to rush it yeah and it like they are able to be out sometimes. Like, when it matters, you know? If your closest friends and family know who you are. And when you're a teenager, they matter more than... Friends matter more than family. Yeah. Probably. Close also, family matters more than brother and father that are away. Yeah. Also, like, throwback to an uh, the sleepover episode, but I thought it was really interesting how it was filmed that Nick was sitting with his arm around Charlie, but Charlie was, like, not initiating the touch. Mm. So it, like, showed that Charlie was being respectful, but that Nick was trying to, like, yeah. show Charlie that he was proud Charlie to be with him. Into it. Yeah. Because there was a weird framing when they were in, I think it was in the locker room, when Charlie kisses Nick, and it almost felt like he was trying to get caught, because, like, they're next to a big open doorway. Yeah. And then someone almost catches him, but it's like, you need to be more careful at that point. He's being careful. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then with episode four, the Paris trip starts. Yeah. And we'll last for a few episodes. We're going to have like 90 episodes.
Thank you for listening. 50v20 is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find links to this show and more at lemmingdrops.com. Subscribe to the show and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. Join the Facebook group at Lemming Drops Studio Tour for updates. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 50v20podcast. And send us gifts. And support the show at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops. Bye. Bye.